Podcast. We're narrowing our ability to interact with our reality. We miss out on a big part of our healing journey, right? We get stuck in limiting beliefs. We get stuck in chronic pain. We don't see our purpose and our passions. We aren't able to find the love in our relationships we deserve. We aren't able to release the emotions that the body is keeping score of if we are only in our thinking mind, if we are only using our thinking ability to channel the reality in which we exist in. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful souls, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. As always, I am your host, Harrison, here to help you with this inner connection to your outer expression to pull back and dive into the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. And it's been a couple of weeks now probably about a week and a half since I've recorded a podcast episode. And I guess I've just been so excited with, with this process that I went heavy in at first and then I took a little bit of a break and now I'm back and I'm really happy to be here with you as I record this next solo suit for you here today about a very important topic that I'm going to get into here in a second. I'm going to break down as always, but I just want to start with some love, with some thanks, with some gratitude. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being the beautiful, loving community that you are. And I hope that you get so much out of this episode as I hope that you get out of each and every other episode. So today, as I said, is another solo show with just yours truly, me, myself, and <laughs> me, myself, and Irene, myself, and my soul here explaining today, thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuiting. These are the four ways we take in information in our reality at large. And I want to break these down for you today. I want to explain why I want to, you know, go into the depths of how they move through us, you know, why this is important, what this means, how it moves through us as an individual, as a nuanced individual. In this chat, what you're going to learn is why are these four ways of interpreting information important, the differences between thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuiting, how that, you know, in society at the moment, we're only really doing one. And why is this, right? To me, it's a reason to be kept small, right? Again, I want to hit on the subtle distinctions between each person. And at the end of the day, I want to explain these things to help you heal, to help you transform, and most important of all, to help you remember your beautiful power. So that is the goal. That is the intention of this episode today, and that is the breakdown of what you can expect. Before we get into the juicy parts of this chat today, I'm getting in the habit of sharing reviews from you, the beautiful community, about this podcast platform and podcast and these podcast episodes that I'm releasing. Remember, if you leave a review on on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, I'll pick one out, right? And you have the chance of winning a prize. But most importantly, just remember when you leave these reviews, it helps me build the show, right? So if you're loving the episodes, if you're loving what you're hearing, if you're loving the topics, when you leave reviews, it's a way for you to be a part of this process even more, right? So it's a way for not only you to share your love with me, but it's a way for you to get more of what you deserve. So lean into these reviews and I'm always open to hear any kind of feedback that you have. Today's review is from the one and only Dan Reprime, a guest that I had on the show. That episode will be coming out very soon. He left a beautiful review. The beautiful review is one of a kind. Harrison is an overall great guy and one of the most genuine people you'll ever meet. Like many, he preaches love and self-awareness, but he truly embodies this to his core. He is great at making his guests feel comfortable and welcome and leads to, and, and leads the conversation in a way that flows like water. If you want to heal physically, emotionally, spiritually, and transform into the person you know you can be, I recommend you give this podcast a listen. Dan, I love you very much. And that was a beautiful review. And I hope that uh, resonated with you listening out there in the podcast world. All right. So with all that foundation set, 
let's get into this conversation. So let's get into the body of this chat. If you have feedback around this conversation today, if you get a lot out of it, please remember you can always reach out to me with any extra questions that you have and any further deep dives you want to go with what we will what we'll get into today in this dialogue. All right. So I want to start this analysis of thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuiting with a why here. Why is this important? Why is getting into the differences between these four ways in which we interpret information important? Well, one of the biggest reasons why is that we are mostly in a world that prioritizes one of these ways of taking in information. And that one way is through the mental thinking mind, right? We live in a world, we live in a society, we live in a system that heavily prioritizes logical interpreting, logical being, logical breakdowning, right? If that is a word, we live in a society where we are put into an education system that teaches us what to think, not how to think. And due to that flow, it produces a type of person that is mostly in their thinking mental mind. Do not get me wrong. Do not take my words in a negative way here. There is nothing wrong with the thinking mental mind. We're going to break it down. I'm going to explain what it is and how it empowers us. But where the challenge lies here is that we aren't educated on the other ways of interpreting information. We aren't educated on the sensing, on the emotions, which is the feeling, on the intuiting. And what this does is this keeps us in our trauma. This keeps us in our pain body. It keeps us acting small. I'm sure many of you listening have got stuck in the hamster wheel of overthinking, overanalyzing, overcritiquing. I'm sure many of you listening have got lost in the limiting beliefs that restrict you, stop you from talking, stop you from expressing, stop you from sharing your gifts and your love with the world. I would ask yourself, why is this? Well, what I am putting forward here today is that one of the reasons this is so is that we live in a global collective that creates a person that only understands one of these ways of channeling information through us. Let me explain this another way. Many of you have probably heard of the ego, the ego mind, the ego, ego mental structure, right? And the ego is a way of self-expression, but it's commonly connects to our thinking, neurological, neurochemical, brain, mind structure. And the ego, put very simply, it defines us, but it defines us by the thoughts and belief, beliefs that reside in that mind and that brain. This, this is all well and good, but what we have to acknowledge is that the ego is a thought structure or a thought complex or a belief complex that's mostly constructed from the outside world. How do you build your thinking mind? How do you build the, the logical systems and the statements and the skills that you express with the world? Well, you build it from learning things, right? From picking up things from your friends, from your family, from your professors, from your religion, from your culture, from the media, all of these external elements so what starts to happen is that you start to build and define yourself and construct your ego with mostly things that are not you. <laughs> are you starting to see the challenge here and the, and the obstacle here? If we now live in a reality where we only understand this way of, of channeling information through this ego mind, now it can be very easy for us to get to a place where we don't understand who we are. We don't understand how to heal ourselves. We don't understand how to tap into our inner abundance. We don't, know how, we don't understand how to connect to the love in our hearts so that we can build the relationships we deserve. What we also start to see is that our mind 
has an unconscious section, right? It's not just a conscious mind, it's the unconscious mind. And that unconscious mind, if we've been through trauma, if we've been through pain in our past that we haven't healed, our unconscious pain and trauma is going to act from that unconscious space through our ego thinking mind, right? We, we project what we, are, we are, what we are not consciously aware of sits in our unconscious, but that if it is unhealed, so let's say it's, let's, let's use the example of, let's say I have an abandonment wound from my inner child growing up and that wound has not been healed. There's a part of that in the unconscious mind that's, that wants to get our attention. If we are not consciously aware of it, it's going to get our attention through the outside world, such as being, being triggered by certain things, right? Attracting partners that abandon it, abandon us. This is all well and good. And this, uh, you've heard me explain some of these things before, but coming back to the theme of this, this discussion today, if we are only in looking through this, in this, with this, with the ego, with the thinking, with the ego mind and the thinking part of how we interpret information, then it's going to be very hard to move through it. We need to realize that it's not just our mind and our brain that interprets information. It's also our body too. Our body speaks. How does our body speak? Does it speak through the mind and our thoughts? Or does it also speak through our emotions, our feelings? Does it also speak through our senses? Does it also speak through intuitive hits and downloads? If you are a spiritual person, and if you're listening to the show, you most likely are, you've had connection to your higher self. And I would ask you, is a lot of that higher self-communication through the brain and the mind, or does it come through your heart space? Does it come through goosebumps on your skin? Does it, do you get a feeling in your gut? So what I'm trying to outline here for you as we get into this conversation is there are many, there are a few, many, a few, many, multiple <laughs> different ways to interpret information. And if we as the individual are unaware of those multiple ways, we are suddenly narrowing our potential. We're narrowing our ability to interact with our reality. We miss out on a big part of our healing journey. Right? We get stuck in limiting beliefs. We get stuck in chronic pain. We don't see our purpose and our passions. We aren't able to find the love in our relationships we deserve. We aren't able to release the emotions that the body is keeping score of if we are only in our thinking mind, if we are only using our thinking ability to channel the reality in which we exist in. So my question to you is, I, as I go into now, I'm going to start defining some of these, these, these other kinds of uh, ways that we interpret information, the thinking, sensing, feeling, and intuiting. My question to you is, where can you start interpreting information differently? Where can you start interpreting information, not just through your thinking mind? All right. So the first one I'm going to break down here is thinking. I've just started talking about it, so we might as well start there. I want to break down thinking. Okay, and how I'm going to break this down is I'm going to reference Mr. Carl Jung, and he has descriptions for each of these different ways of interpreting information that I'll start with. I'll, I'll read them to you, and then I'm going to add my, my beautiful Harrison-ness to it all. Okay, so each of these four... Each of these four ways of interpreting information, they're opposite each other, right? So, for example, thinking is the opposite to feeling. Intuiting is the opposite to sensing. So they, they complement each other. They impact each other that way. So just keep that in your mind here. Starting with thinking, thinking being the opposite to feeling, Mr. Carl Jung defines thinking as thinking brings the contents of ideation into conceptual connection with one another. It uses concepts as its chief currency. Jung goes on to associate the thinking function 
with active, aka directed, as opposed to passive, aka, aka undirected thinking. Active thinking is experienced as willful, deliberate, and intentional, while passive thinking feels accidental or involuntary. All right. So that is Mr. Carl Jung's definition, and I subscribe to it mostly, but I'm going to add more to it here. Okay. I also want you to factor in when it comes to thinking, factor in the unconscious, right? And factor in the unconscious in many different ways, but mostly within the frame of reference of the memories that we store that we feel like we've forgotten. Memory can become powerful, in my opinion, when we understand that we never forget anything. <laughs> Mr. Carl Jung also talks about four different states of memory. One of the states which is relevant here is the memory that we think we've forgotten, but we haven't. Your unconscious mind tracks everything. It remembers everything. If you've heard me talk about dreams before, uh, that is one of the ways that you can see this at play. You see that in dreams, you start remembering and connecting to past events, people, places, and things that you thought you that you had forgotten a long time ago. The reason this is relevant, now this is a superpower. right? When you can tap into memory, but specifically, so through the thinking lens of this memory that is never forgotten, now you know that you will be given what you're ready for, right? This memory will come up. You know, one of the ways it can come up is in dreams. One of the ways it can come up is through meditation. One of the ways it can come up is, you know, through a purposeful act that instigates it. But within this thinking element here, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind of your unconscious storehouse, right? Your thinking is responsible to help for helping you express knowledge and skills. I spoke about that in the introduction. But it's also responsible for keeping you in the loop of limiting beliefs, which is why we need to be mindful of the thinking process, the logical thinking process. Because sometimes, well, that's incorrect. Most of the time, <laughs> these limiting beliefs you're not aware of, right? You're in them and you act them out unconsciously. Right? Some of these that people might be familiar with, is the limiting beliefs around money or the limiting beliefs around relationships. You might unconsciously be acting from a place of you're not worthy, you're not valuable, your voice should not be heard, you should not be seen, you don't deserve love, you don't have power, you, know, you get the idea. This is where we need to be mindful of these loops, mostly from created due to trauma in reality. So we need to be able to go through this mental structure, whether it be through hypnosis, memory healing, and a child work, chakra work, you know, many different modalities, some of which you hear me speak about a lot, to be able to rewrite these limiting beliefs through the mental lens. Right? So we now start channeling information through our thinking in an expansive way rather than a limiting way. Right? I talked about how the ego structure is mostly created from the outside world. It is your job through the thinking lens here, through the thinking concept of interpreting information, to be the gardener, the gardener of this garden of your thoughts, of your beliefs, right? Go into the garden of your thinking mind and prune and pull out the belief structures, the thoughts that you keep thinking that do not serve you that are restricting and bring you down. This is your responsibility to yourself. To have to, there's no obligation here. There's no, you always have a choice. We're given free will for a reason. But if you want to channel information through this thinking channel in the most expansive, empowering productive way, it is up to you to catch your negative thinking, your stinking thinking, prune the garden, plant new beliefs, new thought patterns. This is where affirmations come in as an example and program the, the old programs that aren't serving you. Reprogram the negative thinking, reprogram the thoughts that keep you small. 
This is how we use the thinking channel to our highest good. Okay, so sit with that one and see how that resonates for you. Like I said, most of us, <laughs> most of us are living in just this paradigm, in this thinking paradigm. So again, it's up to you to decide to, to when you're in it, to make it more effective, but to also realize, as we're going to get to here in a second, also realize it's not the only option. It's not the only option of channeling information through you, in you and through you. And with that, let's get into the next option here. All right. So we just finished thinking. Now we're going to get to the second way of channeling information through us is intuition or intuiting. And intuition is the opposite of sensing, which I'll get to uh, before we finish here. But intuition as Mr. Carl Jung defines it, is intuition is the function that mediates perceptions in an unconscious way and has the character of being given. In contrast to Mr. Carl Jung's view of thinking, which he saw as a conscious and willful, Jung envisioned intuition as working more passively with little need for conscious effort rather than being deliberately formulated intuitions are like gifts from the unconscious for example aha moments all right so this is probably one of my this is probably my my go-to favorite of these of these four ways of interpreting information and I, i'm sure you can understand why if you've experienced any sort of intuitive hit, if you are a very spiritual person, for example, intuition is most likely your go-to. But I would say out of the four different ways of interpreting information here, intuition is the one that's taught about the least. I would ask you to sit here and, and go back into your childhood. How much of this was taught to you, either by your school system either by your family, your friends, your religion, your culture, etc. This is a big one and we need it as equal to thinking and the other ones. So keep remembering that. Keep asking yourself the question, where can I where can I add this sense to my world? This 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 way of processing information to my world. Intuition to me is the language of the soul. It is your connection to your soul, connection to your higher self. Mr. Carl Jung talked about the, the being given, right? We receive something from something. I would ask you, what is that something? And what is that thing that is giving? And if you've heard me speaking on this podcast before, a big part of that is your soul, your spirit, God, the divine, the, the great the great power that is, the higher power, whatever your name is for it, that is where it is being given from. That is just as much a part of you as the ego thinking mind. This is the spiritual being that is the part of the spiritual being having a human experience. The spiritual being speaks through intuition. I'm going to speak about other ways it speaks in, another, in, the, other, in the other sections here, but intuition is the main sort of download receptor. It often, my experience, speaks through the heart. Speaks through not just emotion of love, which I'll get to with feelings, but it speaks through spiritual intuitive downloads in the heart. A lot of us get downloads in sort of like a, a male, male slot in the back of the head, yes, but a lot of us also get it in that heart space. How does that, that beating of that heart expand an act of love with someone? How does that heart space feel when you're maybe speaking about something you're passionate about? How does a heart space feel when you are connecting to a group of people that you love very much and you need to express some views and some understandings? That is intuition. Right? Intuition also comes to play when you need to make a choice. <laughs> a choice that your ego thinking mind might be saying the complete opposite to, but now you're getting intuitive hits. You might not have all the information. You might not have all the answers, but your intuition now is giving you a push. 
despite what the ego thinking mind is. So now you have a conflict inside of you. Now there are two aspects in which information is flowing through you and you have the choice of which one to listen to. The powerful thing here is that this voice that speaks, right, not the ego thinking mind, but the soulful, intuitive downloads here, it is your own voice. It is you. It's, it's no one else. It's not, it's not the media. It's not those thoughts that were programmed that I just talked about the belief systems with the brain and the, and the thinking pathway. That deep voice, that deep rumbling through the intuition, it is all you. It cannot be anything else. It is not programmable. <laughs> it is not immutable. It is not movable. That voice that speaks through intuition, this way of channeling information, is, is all you and more of you. So it would be in your best interest to listen, to learn to listen, to learn to decipher how it speaks. If you can do this, right, and, and I want to be very clear here, remember, we're not pushing away thinking here. This is just an option now you have to decide, to feel, to acknowledge when a situation requires an intuitive information step or a thinking logical step, right? There are situations where you'll need the thinking logical step and there are situations where you'll need the intuitive step, the intuitive download step. It's up to you to start learning what this, how this expresses and how it moves through your unique world. And how we start this is by understanding that this is here. If we're not open to this, then that's the first barrier. It won't even be a part of our reality because we're deciding it's not. So I'll, I'll land it there with that one. But I hope that resonates. I hope that gives you some context, con some context and some extra value around the intuition sense, the intuition way of channeling information. So we've covered thinking, we've covered intuition. All right, let's, so let's move on now to the sensing sense or the sensing way of interpreting information. So as I said at the start, remember that thinking is the opposite to feeling or emotions and intuiting is the opposite to sensing. They balance each other out. So let's go into the sensing element now, the sensing part of us. So Mr. Carl Jung defines sensing as like intuition, Jung considered sensing or sensation to be a perceiving as opposed to judging function. Both sensation and intuitions have the sense of being given rather than earned. We simply receive them into consciousness. Most people are familiar with the five basic senses, seeing, hearing, smelling, touching, and tasting. So with that, now we can understand, okay, so senses connected to these, these, bodily, these bodily responses, and we can all understand them. But most of us, <laughs> most of us aren't acknowledging them. Most of us aren't leaning into them. The senses are body-based rather than being in the mind or being in the spiritual heart, right? This would, distinct, this would disconnect them from the thinking or the intuition that we just talked about. So body-based, right, through the, through the vision, through the hearing, through the smelling, through the taste, through the skin, right? And the reason that this is powerful is that now we have this deep, intrinsic, beautiful, animalistic way of now interpreting information that is now an option on top of the intuiting and the thinking, right? We're able now to connect into your body's innate knowledge or your body's innate knowing. Maybe people have connected to this through a gut feeling, right? Or connecting in through your eyes, through something that you see, right? Or maybe hearing something and taking in that information and then basing your information off that or smelling something. Think of 
I don't, this is just a story from my life. Think about when you smell something and then you're automatically taken back to a memory, right? You're taken back to a past event based off that smell or based off something you hear. I think about music. When you listen to specific songs and you're taken back to perceive information through a memory, right? So we used a bit of thinking there, but we initiate it with this sensing sense of the listening. So this is what I'm talking about here. And we now need to be aware of this way of interpreting information because if we aren't aware, we're suppressing and ignoring and we're shutting off. And this is where we get into trouble. Think about, I would ask the question for all of you listening, how many of you are dealing with trauma, moving through trauma or moving through a chronic fight or flight response, a fight or flight state, right? Where you're constantly being triggered and stressed and your body just doesn't want to heal. I would hazard to guess a part of this is you ignoring these innate biological senses and communications coming through this sensing sense, right? That fight or flight response that speaks through our body. If you are listening to this and maybe you've done a bit of work with me or you want to do a bit of work with me, one of the things I highlight is how our body is constantly communicating to us with symptoms right? Each symptom before it becomes chronic, well, chronic as well, but let's use acute symptoms. They're there to help us back into a state of awareness so we can process information and take a step forward, right? So that stomach ache, that joint pain, that, that, that distress in your eye, that, 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 that nose nodule, right? That throat challenge, tightness, these are all ways in which your body is using the sensing sense and the innate knowledge of your body to give you communication for you to decipher, to then process that information to take a step forward. Okay. So the question here is, where can you learn to communicate and understand this sensing sense? Another example, your circadian rhythm that most people might be aware of. This is your hormonal clock that is based off the reaction to sun and light and movement and food throughout the day. Right? So when we go, when we wake up in the morning, your circadian rhythm is responsible for producing the hormones needed to, to wake and rise. And then when the sun goes down, your circadian rhythm is responsible for, for excreting the hormones that help you go to sleep. This is done and filtered through the senses. Right When we go outside and we look into the sun, our body filters this information through the senses to produce the hormones to allow us to sleep. If you're ignoring this, if you're only thinking through the thinking logical mind to interpret information, now you can suddenly see that, oh, why am I not sleeping well? How come I'm getting skin breakouts? Why am my hormones wrecked? might be because you're, you're not acknowledging this powerful sense that you have. This sensing sense, this sensing way of interpreting information also connects us to nature. We, we more than ever, we need to be connected to nature right now, but we're very disconnected. And I want to put forward a big part of it is this. We're not acknowledging our senses and how it corresponds to nature, right? Just like we are connected to our body's innate rhythm, through our senses, we're also connected to natural nature's innate rhythm. When you go outside and you close your eyes, you can feel the energetics of a forest or you can feel the energetics of the land that you're on. How is this interpreted? It's through your senses. We have in our heart, we have an electromagnetic field. So we have one both in our heart. I would, I, would, I, would, I would push you to look into the work of the Heart Math Institute as an example of this. And we also have an electromagnetic field that, that moves from our brain and our pineal gland and our, and our pituitary, pituitary glands. There's a, a field that's produced. 
these fields help us connect to nature and the world around us. And how we take in these fields is through our senses, right? Through our vestibular system, through our ears, through our vision. If we are not connected to the senses, then now there is a disconnect, not only from nature, like I was just speaking about, but to everyone else around us. Through people, we can feel disconnected because we aren't acknowledging these senses that we have. We aren't acknowledging this innate way of filtering information through our being. So my tip here is start listening and start empowering these senses that you have. Where can you listen more? Where can you see more? Where can you smell more? Where can you feel more? Where can you taste more? And allow the thinking mind to be there. Allow the intuiting spiritual heart to be there, but also allow these senses to help you with, them, with information too. All right. One last tip I'll give here, then we'll move on to the last one. I would also, one easy way to start enhancing these sensing, this sensing sense is seeing your symptoms as communication. So if you eat something toxic, notice what happens, how your body responds and gives you information through your senses, right? Do you feel upset in your stomach physically, right? Does your sense of smell change? Does your vision change? We know one of the ways in which our vision fluctuates throughout the day is based off our stress response. So you can actually see your vision fluctuate and modulate and get more blurry or less blurry based off how much stress, i.e. chemical, toxic, emotional, that's inputting into your system. So finally here, what I'm saying, just to wrap this piece up, how you emphasize the sensing sense, how you increase it, how you lean more into it, is listening and tuning into how your body responds to everything that you give it. Food, relationships, movement, recovery, all the things. Hope that helps. Hope that resonates. All right. Our last way of filtering information. So we've talked about sensing. We've talked about intuiting. We've talked about thinking. The last one, and again, one of my favorites, if you haven't picked it up thus far on the podcast, is feeling, or I would count this as your emotional, your emotional sense, your emotional relationship. So Mr. Carl Jung defines feeling as feeling is a process that imparts a definite value in the sense of acceptance or rejection, like or dislike. The process can also appear isolated, as it were, in the form of mood. But even mood, i.e., or a sense of is indifference expresses some sort of valuation. Hence, feeling is a kind of judgment. Valuation by feeling extends to every content of consciousness. So with that said, let me add my piece to this. And I don't want you to get stuck in the, the, the feeling side of this or even the mood side of it. What I want you to take out with feeling is the emotion right, is our relationship with our emotions, with the energy in motion that moves through us. And like the sensing element, emotion is a form of communication. So think of anger, think of sadness, think of grief, think of guilt, think of shame, think of, you know, all these main emotions. Think of, the, think of them as purely communication. You can always add more layers on top. But to make this as simple as possible, see this feeling way of interpreting information as communication of energy. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, you know that the body keeps score, right? The body keeps score of our emotional relationship. So if you've experienced childhood trauma, for example, and you have not healed said childhood trauma, one of the ways that your body will keep score so one to help you one day heal and integrate said trauma is it will hold on to this emotion. It will be suppressed and it will be kept in the tissue. Your tissues hold your issues. But it will be there to be released, to be communicated, to help you be free of said trauma, to help you be free of said pain, to help you expand and integrate 
So it is up to us now to start learning to decipher this communication of emotion that this information is now being processed to and to hold space and to allow and to channel and to release and to cry and to emote and to express and to feel. If we're not doing this, right, so this remember that feeling is the opposite to thinking. If we're only thinking, if we're only in a logical space, then now this becomes suppressed. And now our challenges become more expanded. Even though we're logically breaking it down, we're logically doing all the steps, we're logically thinking it's the best way to do, still something isn't working. Right? You've analyzed all the things. You've logically taken all the steps, but your pain is not going anywhere. You're still not attracting the relationships. You're still not bringing in the abundance. You're still not transforming along your passion and your purpose. Well, I would say it's because you're, you're ignoring this feeling way of interpreting information. You're not channeling the beautiful language of energy that is emotion. You're not challenging and channeling. That's a good Freudian slip there. Challenging the emotions that are coming up and allowing them to be expressed. Remember, when we push back, i.e. ignore and suppress the innate emotion that we feel, that is not making things better. That is only pushing it away and ignoring but the issue still remains. So now we need to create the space needed for the emotion to flow. And how it flows best is if we understand it, if we lean into it, and we allow that healing energetic expression to move in the way it deserves to move. Many ways that we can tap into emotion is through energy healing, right? Through Reiki, through chakra work, through inner child, Right, you could go into many kinds of other modalities. Right, yes, doing kinds of hypnosis and the cognitive elements will be sticking to the mental aspect. But remember, most most mental aspects. So let's say a memory, it's not just going to come with mental thoughts or mental beliefs. It's also going to come with feelings and emotions. So remember, these complement each other. So it's not about doing one or the other, it's about seeing where one is needed, right? And allowing them to emphasize each other, to see, okay, I'm going to go into my thoughts and my thinking world. I'm going to start looking at this memory. I'm going to start rewriting limiting beliefs, like I said before. But now I'm noticing there's some emotions and feelings coming up. Okay, so now let's go to the other side of this, of this um, you know, quadrant here. And now let's process the emotions. Let's feel the emotions. Let's use the breath to channel that anger. Let's cry and express that grief and that sadness. Let's acknowledge and let go of that guilt and that shame. And then you'll find once you go back to that limiting belief that you're rewriting through the logical thinking mind, it's going to be a lot easier because that energetic resonance, that energy you've allowed to flow and you've allowed that information to be communicated through you. So this is the most important part I want you to understand is that this is not an or conversation. This is not a thinking or feeling an emotion. This is not a sensing or intuiting. This is an and. This is doing all the things, doing all the things, doing the one in the moment that feels best and then adapting to the next one and then the next and the next and the next. So you're encompassing all of these ways of interpreting information. Because if you can, then now you become a more holistically integrated, powerful being. One more piece here on the emotions, and then we'll, we'll take it home. Remember that I talked about the downloads with intuiting. And yes, we can get those that intuition through the heart space, maybe as a vision, maybe as a push or a pull or a, or a loving sort of direction to take. But remember also that we can get guidance from our spiritual being also through our emotions. I would ask you, in traditional Chinese medicine, we know, for example, that we could say that emotions are created in certain organs. 
So liver, the liver and anger as the most popular one that people have heard of. So now we're attaching emotion to physiology and then certain hormones are responded to the suppression, responding to the suppression of that anger or the release. Right? So the, the hormones are also the bridge between the emotional body and the physical body. But what I would ask you here is what is, what is the thing that is putting the emotion in the liver? How did the emotion get there in the first place? Is it created directly in the liver or is there something behind that emotion that is directing and communicating through the liver, through the body, through the hormones? And this is where I would assert for you to sit with this concept and idea. It's Again, it's that spiritual being. Spiritual being that speaks through the human being, not just through intuiting and intuition, but also now through emotions. So when you suppress emotions, when you pretend they're not there, when you only spend time in that thinking logical mind, now not only are you doing something that's unhealthy, but you're also ignoring what you actually are. And what you actually are is a powerful spiritual being having a human experience and that spiritual being expresses itself through that human body, through emotions. So hope that resonates. Hope that lands for you. And it's a beautiful wrap there with the four different, four different ways of processing emotion, uh, processing information through emotion, through intuition, through sensing, through thinking. Tying it all together here. I want you to see where you can use these, right? Where in your life can you apply thinking? Where in your life can you apply sensing? Where in your life can you apply intuiting? Where in your life can you apply feeling? Because when you can start asking this question, now you can start doing things differently. Now you can start approaching the challenges, the limitations, the blocks, the the people holding you back, the you wanting to step into your fullest potential in different ways. Now you have these, these four instead of one ways of, of channeling the information that is moving through you. You are now expanding versus limiting yourself. There's this belief that we sometimes step backwards that we sometimes take, we take one step forward and three steps backwards. Maybe you've experienced this in your healing journey. And I would actually say that's, that's incorrect. I would actually say we're never going backwards, but what we feel like is stepping backwards is actually stepping forward with a compressed step rather than an expansive step. Meaning you take a step forward in a moment that's asking you to be intuitive rather than thinking, but you're only thinking, or you're taking a step forward. That's asking you to sense rather than to think, or to emote and feel rather than to intuit or to, you know, you get the idea. And because you are only thinking and feeling and sensing in one particular way, it's, it's making you feel compressed rather than expansive. So use this, use this now to look at your reality differently and make a different choice. Step in to the multidimensional being that you are to the multidimensional self that you are. You have a thinking body. You have an emotional body. You have a soulful body. You have a physical body. So tap into these different states of what you are. Do this so you can heal. Do this so you can transform. Do this so you can step into and harness the abundance, not just with your relationships, not just with your money, but with life in general. Right? Connect in to what you deserve. And not just change who you are, but change the world around you. With that said, I'm going to wrap up this beautiful chat here. I hope this gave you some value. I hope this gave you some deeper insights into the differences here. If you have any further questions, any comments, any thoughts, please feel free to always reach out to me either on social, either in the email, in the show notes, in reviews, right? Remember, I appreciate and love your loving reviews. You can give me what you think I deserve. And in that review on Apple Podcasts, also post 
your any other thoughts or comments or questions that you have. Remember that this work that we've just been talking about today, these different ways of expressing information, I do this in my coaching. So if you need an extra bit of love and support and assistance with this, know that one, you're not alone. And two, I'm here. I'm here to take this deep dive into your emotional, sensing, intuitive, and thinking world if you need it. If you want some free resources on top of this, right, please reach out to my newsletter. My newsletter you can find at Harrison Ma, that's Marspelt, M-E-A-G-H-E-R.com at learn more. There's a little hyphen. You'll see this in the show notes as well. And finally, make sure you catch up on the other solo episodes and the rest of the episodes I have on the podcast. Uh, this show is expanding week to week, bringing on more and more guests and I love having you along for the ride. So with that, beautiful beings out there in the podcast world, I love you very much. I wish you a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And I'll catch you next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.